Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. A lot of indictments tonight. Seems to be nothing but issues left and right when it comes to all these corrupt people getting caught. I think even Roger Stone's in the news. And the Mueller investigation is about to wrap up. R. Kelly has been taken down. Well, sort of. He surrendered himself. Because more and more issues keep coming out. And then... Uh, you know, I really don't feel like mentioning it, but I should mention it for the sake of my show's credibility. I'm glad Josie Smollett is getting exactly what he deserves. How are you going to lie to everybody on, you know, try to make up a hate crime, and then you realize all the stuff doesn't add up in the end, but still, it's like, during peak racism, you're going to go this far to craft something together as stupid as that? Even though he's making all this money from Empire alone. You know, that show's weird, man. It's like everybody on that show has more problems than need be. I mean, not to take anything away from Terrence Howard or, you know, Tarja P. Henson, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, this, this, you know, you are making it in some way. Why would you mess it up? You know what I'm saying? But, hey, sometimes you just can't leave them issues alone. And I know today was supposed to be just a feedback special, but... Hey, guess what? Got a lot to talk about, so we're going to instead just go ahead and make episode 89. So in that case, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. Good evening, J360 Legion, and welcome to this special presentation of the J-Man Show. This is episode 89, and I'm your host, J.M. Brady, of course, a.k.a. the J-Man. And let let us not get too far away from the truth here. You know, I've uh, done two episodes back-to-back with Stacy from the Panophobia Podcast. I want to give another shout-out to her, and shout-out to all of you who have been supporting this show so far. Things have been coming together like they need to, and, I, and I'm happy, guys. I mean, like, you know, balancing time between the day job and doing this as my career. Things are looking up, so I'm just going to keep holding on to it. Not to mention, I think my writer's block is kind of passed, so, yeah, it's time to go ahead and make some movies again. And, you know, the truth is, is that how, how this goes is, is that where, you know, you have some movies that you write and you create and you sell off and you have some movies that you produce yourself. I think I'm going to go ahead and open up that market again. Because I'm just going to go ahead and get them out there. So I'm going to keep a lot of y'all posting on things. Because I'm sure there's some of y'all out there that are looking for a good story, right? Hey, look no further. Just send an email to j360productions at outlook.com. And, you know, we can talk from there and see how that goes. The only best way to get things done is just to talk to people. And, you know, just sitting there saying, I wish I could get that done. And I wish other people could do this. Yeah, wishing doesn't pay the bills. Wishing doesn't make it all happen. You know, you need to really get out there and talk and get things together especially if you don't like the way the movie industry is hitting right now so in this cluster of crap what do we talk about first do we talk about what the oscars did 
Or wait, no. Let's not talk about the Oscars because guess what? That's happening on Sunday. Since they finally recanted what they were going to do, which they should. I, I don't understand like why the institutions we have in hopes of trying to appease to certain ideal ideologies, you know what I'm saying? Why did why in the world did they have to go ahead and make things worse? You see what I'm saying? It's like in order to improve things you you hope to make things better but you don't get rid of essential things like editing cinematography or sound design or basically the aesthetics of the film in general just to go ahead and make some runtime happen you understand what i'm saying and then they got all those other categories that shouldn't be categories and it's like huh what what are you trying to please to here you know but then again a lot of people are still kind of annoyed that black panther has all of those um nominations and you know like i said i'm not mad at it i thought it was a decent movie even though hey let's be real it did kind of recycle the lion king's plot to a point along with other things but hey i'll go ahead and throw stones at dr strange because dr strange recycled iron man one story you know what i'm saying and then when you really think about the mcu as a whole it's a good franchise great franchise you know but it's not you know what I mean? It's the most popular one, but there's nothing really original entirely other than, like, you know, references to a movie, and they're all branching and leading somewhere. That is the, you know, what, what makes it original and prospect. But, you know, like I said before, the Universal monster movies have beaten them to the punch years ago about it. They're just antiquated and old. This is like the modern Star Wars for people. And you can see how diverse and angry a lot of people are about certain things because... I have never seen so much strife for a Marvel movie since, like, this Captain Marvel issue. And I guess because they think of all the SJW and feminist rhetoric that's built around this. Like, they've never seen a female, a strong female lead before, which is a lie in itself. I mean, I hate to keep making this reference, but no, I don't. No, I don't. You know why? Because those were the strong women I knew of, along with some... You know, along with some other animated women in there. You know what I'm saying? Who's to say that Jessica Rabbit wasn't a strong female lead? You didn't know what side she was on during um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know what I'm saying? She was a femme fatale. Uh, any of those Lauren Bacall films where she was with Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, you know, there's a lot. And, of course, in those kind of films, you could go ahead and slap a woman for being as outrageous as need be and stuff like that. It was a noir kind of moment. Along with, you know, Faye Dunaway in Chinatown. You know, she went through a lot. And, you know, of course, the woman from Blue Velvet. Now, you might look look at some of this stuff, and you listen to these people say they're victims. They're doing what they had to do, and it was unfortunate that they were in such a situation. They're trying to survive, or they're trying to have their kid, and all that kind of, you know, try to be with their kid and stuff like that. And they end up failing in other ways. Because you know what? The heroes don't always succeed. But when you take a look at it, it's like they have strength. It's like whether or not they survive in the end. And maybe they're not meant to. You know? And then you got people nowadays that say, Oh, I like it when, when females are in a domestic kind of setting. It, 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 it's not moving us forward. It's not. So let me get this straight. Have any of you been in caregiving? Caregiving is like the hardest damn job in the world. I mean, especially when you got to take care of somebody who might not be all together upstairs or can't function with their motor skills or can't get, you know, certain things done. If you look at like the miracle worker with, um, you know, Helen Keller's, um, teacher tutor, she, she went through a lot to teach that girl how to, how to know water, how to read and write and do all these things. 
And, and all Helen Keller used to do was just beat the <laughs> beat the snot out of her from time to time. But she held on. And he said, I ain't taking this crap. You know what I mean? And and how to say that that's not a strong female lead? You know, being a domestic and helping people is tough. Being a medic and working in the medical field is tough. And then when you take a look at, like, female directors and actors, they got a hard job. When they're playing that role, everybody's like, oh, I made sure that she had extra lines. I made sure that she did this. I, I, I made sure that she stood up for herself. And please don't tell me to smile. The hell is that all about? You know, when you look at Frank Castle, Frank Castle lost his family. You understand what I'm saying? There's a reason why he don't smile that much. Like, when you got certain people that are in a story that deals with real emotional trauma and loss, and, like, you can see it with, um, you can see it with Jessica Jones from time to time. She's a very strong female lead. Chances are, I don't really care what she did in the second season, but, you know... She had her whole thing, too. And she stood her ground, and she managed to get through it. Even though when Kilgrave was around haunting her and stuff like that, she was not, you know what I'm saying? She was a hot mess of a woman, exactly what Luke Cage said. But, you know, on that level, she was she was powerful, she was tough, and her heart was in the right place, even though her mouth always said the wrong thing. She had flaws, but that is what made her approachable. Like, you look at Rey and Star Wars, the, the new Star Wars and stuff. She doesn't go through too much strife, man. She just, she can do everything, does everything. You know, the, the story with her, like, even in episode 8, it seemed like they just didn't know what to do with that character. It's like, she was shoehorned in, but it was more of Rose Tycho's story. And Rose had a, you know, you had to get to know this character. You had to get used to everything that she does. Nothing wrong with introducing a new character and giving them a story arc, but give them a story arc that makes me give a rat's butt about this character, you know? And the reason why I'm saying all this stuff is, is because when I see people on YouTube or any of our social outlets and stuff like that, and they go on these tangents and stuff, it's like, what movie were you watching? Do you even watch movies? Do you even, are you even going to pay your, your, 15 18 dollars to go see this other movie and are you so angry about the fact that how this character is written why don't you just go ahead and write a damn script you know what i'm saying go write a script and make sure all of those characters in there are badass and see that you can't do a thing with them because guess what you made every single one of them just a copy of the other person instead of somebody being there for the inner and the outer conflict you know what I'm saying? Like, you can have a strong antagonistic relationship in the story. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Strength varies amongst people. And it does. Like, if you take a look at um, Real Thin Skin Strength, where you go ahead and you lash out at people for no apparent reason and stuff, that is a form of some sort of strength. But if you show, like, restraint and you show that you are able to get through whatever life throws at you, that's strength, too. That's not, you know, being a weakling and stuff. I, I don't understand people's definition of all of these things when it comes to it. Because, see, popular opinion changes all the time. And everybody wants strength in numbers. Nobody's thinking for themselves except for certain people that I know of. They always thought for themselves. Like, when Captain Marvel was on... Well, you know, <laughs> I could make a joke about it, but I'm not going to. But the whole thing with Captain Marvel's <laughs> whole issue is is that you guys don't like the press tour that's going on where she's running around here 
and she's going on her statements about like how the industry is and how she doesn't like certain things. You know, she allegedly hates white men. It's like, you know what I'm saying? When you alienate a group like that, where you call them out, I mean, it's no different than when Emma Watson did her whole thing when she was later cast for Beauty and the Beast. She spoke about her definition of feminism. Everybody has a different appeal about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always look at it like how everybody's trying to fight for equality, but they are never even getting a fraction of equality. They're just trying to get more attention and more build-up and get all of the people behind them. But you see, there's a bridge to nowhere here. So say, like, if you got everybody's attention, you got everybody's respect to go ahead and do this kind of action. Now what? You know what I mean? So we might as well be sitting on the bus with, um... We, we might as well be sitting on the bus with Dustin Hoffman from The Graduate and his fiance, or she wasn't really his fiance or anything, the, the blushing bride that he stole because he liked her, but he came too late. It might as well be like, well, okay, now what? You see what I'm saying? Like, say like if you, if all this stuff were true, if all this sensationalism were true, then what happens next? And I guarantee... Nobody will have a straight answer because it's so varied and splintered. You know, when you start realizing the agenda that people have, you know, don't put them on a pedestal about it. Like, when I look at Brie Larson, she is the face of Cat Marvel. She is the face of that character now, that franchise. She's a beautiful woman. But I don't agree with everything she says. Like, you, you understand that there's probably some black journalists out there that were asking her questions, but they didn't get the recognition like anything else. You know what I'm saying? It's like some people are trying to do more affirmative action instead of just looking at the skill set of people and seeing where, you know, where they are in terms of the rules of journalism or the rules of filmmaking or anything else like that. There are a lot of people of color that are trying to make it. But when I hear like feminists talk about people of color, are you talking about the men in that too? Because it seems like more or less there is some, you know, misandry right there on some occasion. And then on other occasions, it's like, they just want to talk about a prize group. I mean, I don't want to be there as a showpiece, as a symbol of anything. When I'm there, I want to be that I prove that I'm able to do this kind of work in this industry, that I'm able to be there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be no part of nobody's quota or part of nobody's listing and statistic and stuff, even though in a way I am. But then again, so are you. So the sad part about that is, is that people are always going to do that. They're always going to find ways to categorize and group people and give them a label. Whereas at the same time, why don't you just show some respect and don't even bring up the label. Just allow process to go that, the way that it's supposed to go. You're supposed to show respect anyway, even if people criticize you. Now, the thing about uh, the way Brie Larson's carrying on about it, you know, it is what it is. And a lot of people are turned off by that and they're starting to go ahead and say, you know, I don't want to go see this movie. I, I don't want to be a part of this. And it's like, hmm, you know, I wish I could believe you because, see, some people, when they say that stuff, that's just the moment of the time right there. You know the action sequences, the battles, the Kree, um, the scrolls. There are actually scrolls in this film, <laughs> you know? And I've been waiting a long time for this because, I mean, if they're not doing anything with the Fantastic Four franchise right now, which is still in a state of flux... If they're not doing anything with that right now, I am happy to see that there are some things that are coming from that franchise full circle in the MCU, and it's the Kree-Scroll War. This is great. 
you know, taking bits and pieces and then making a good story out of it. I just want to be away from all of this toxic crap and see a movie. You know what I mean? And going to the movies is like endurance now. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, first off, you know, you got to get up, get in the car. You got to make sure you get there by a certain time because the crowd's coming and you even though you're part of the crowd, you want to beat the crowd. And then you got to get all your popcorn, drinks, and everything else. And then you, and make sure, like, if you got your family or crew with you, that they're on the <laughs> on the level of where you need to go. And as soon as you get into whatever theater it is, you know, make sure that you get the right seats because you got some people that pick seats first. And then all of a sudden, like, mm, I'd rather go higher. And then they go higher. They have to shuffle and move around until you get settled for a while. And that includes other people that are with you especially the one that brought the baby because they don't have a babysitter, <laughs> you know, and then you're sitting there and then that baby's still making noise and wouldn't shut up. And it's like, why did you bring this kid here? This kid doesn't know what the hell's going on. You understand what I mean? You got, <laughs> you know, when people do that kind of stuff, it, it, it just irks me to a little bit of a point. Cause it's like, you know, you got, it, it's whatever. It's something for another episode, but you know what I'm saying? People are, can be very annoying when you're trying to go see a movie. And then you're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, you got commercials, you got local business ads, you got all these other things that are coming at you. Coca-Cola has an ad, the theater itself has an ad, so you can go out there and spend some more money in it. And then you have, what, like 10 to 20 minutes of previews from time to time, and then you actually get to the movie, and it takes a while, because there's also that, that hidden trailer that's full length there that holds you up again. And some places, they'll tell you about the home release of shit. You know, stuff like that. I didn't say it, so this is still a clean episode. But, you know, the home release of things, and, like, you really need to see all this before you saw this movie pop up. And then by the time you actually get to the movie, you're sitting there and enjoying the movie, but then chances are anything could happen, soda spill on you, um, somebody over there making noise and crap, you can't even enjoy the film. It's a lot of, it's a lot to deal with, especially if it's, like, a big-budgeted movie that you've been waiting multiple years to get to and then comes the part right where and then comes the part right where the movie is over and you got to wait for the stinger well you got to wait for the mid-credit and then you got to wait for the actual you know the actual post-credit scene and then of course like if there's somebody in your party that's unbearable and can't handle this stuff now even though you went to multiple marvel movies which you know like sometimes i like going to movies by myself because I got some, sometimes I have that one person in your party. Oh, I got to get up and go. No, you ain't got to go nowhere. <laughs> Hell, I drove. You better sit down and wait for this. Because I don't want to go through all that crap again. You know what I'm saying? So you're seeing what happens next. And man, at that point, you're just kind of exhausted and you're ready to go home. You know? And then sometimes you start questioning whether it was a good movie or not. But then again, you're just too tired to care because you just went through all of that hell just to get through that movie. You know what I mean? It's like endurance. Even if the movie was good, you're kind of exhausted by the time you get to that second half. And trust me, it happens for a lot of writers too. But going back into it, it's like when I look at this Captain Marvel film, I don't care about Brie Larson's feminist rhetoric. I don't care if she's going to be on there making a bandstand and they have that stupid logo where it's the fist and the feminine and the female sign. You know what I'm saying? Remember they had that crap back in the day. Like this stuff is on levels. If you really think about it and one way or another, I don't know who made these women mad or hurt them, but you know, I wish I could go and find that jerk that did it. So I could just pop him in the face and say, you know what? 
you created this monster. And for some reason, they're not taking it out on you directly, but they're taking it out on everybody else that tries to approach them and speak to them and tell them, hey, you know what? Your logic's kind of flawed because you're over here with the straw man trying to take off other people who are just being decent and just trying to approach you and stuff like that. Like if somebody's interested in any of these kind of women, they'll flip on them for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And it's a killer. It messes the game up. And it's like, you know, yeah, you can always think you can find somebody else, but there's always somebody joining that pack. And it's like, they're all sitting there speaking in unition, hive minding it up. Their intentions, while good, are poorly defined and horribly enforced. And I say the same thing for any of the time when we all group together and mobilize, like the Me Too movement. At one time it was beautiful, but then it got weaponized. You know what I'm saying? Just like Black Lives Matter got weaponized. Um, I, I don't know about the Occupy movement sometimes. I always, always question it because like it was this big thing where we supposed to make the 1% finally realize that we 99%ers are the ones that keep them functioning. But something along the line got lost in transition. And <laughs> we ain't learned nothing from any of this. To be honest with you, I don't think anybody learned anything from Gamergate back in the day too. So... Like and I and I mentioned this, but it's like you know when we come together, when we when we group together and stuff like that, we got to make sure we have an idea of what the end game is because if not, it's just a cluster and it's a lot of this over this, and then nobody's getting anywhere, and it kind of destroys it, makes it unbearable even. But like I said before, if you choose to not go to Captain Marvel, that is your choice. If you choose not to see this film, but make sure it's a good reason that you don't choose to see it because. This girl is contracted to be in these movies for a while. Now, chances are, if it gets really bad and it starts to be more of people being subjugated just to follow her lead, if she proves to just be, uh, you know, nowhere near as great as Captain America's leadership, that's when I'm opping out, you know? But then again, I can't see it like you go ahead and you leave the leave investing in this franchise, you know what I'm saying? When this is supposed to lead up to why Nick Fury had that beeper with her logo in it, where at the same time it meshes well with, you know, Avengers Endgame. You have all this stuff coming up, and you're going to say, oh, I'm going to skip this movie. Skip you. Go see this movie as a Marvel fan. Go see this movie as somebody that, you know, wants to see where things turn up. And go see it for the surrounding characters. If need be. You ain't got to worry about Brie. She's going to have her money. She's got her Oscar. And for anybody that's seen Room, Room was alright. It was alright. Like, talking about her professionalism, it was alright. But, you know, as a publicist and stuff like that, she needs one. But then again, there's quite a lot of artists out here that claim they don't need one, but they most definitely need one. And I should have done a Grammy review, but... You know, because some of them people, they stand in there and they just tell you a lot of puff. Know what I mean? But let's move on into other things. I know uh, Smollett's case, I, I, I apologize. I womanly apologize for even standing up for this brother on, um, I think it was episode 85 or, no, 86, 86. And you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you do this? Because you were mad about your salary? Fool, you making about... You, you making so much money. If you're able to pay 35000 to get get your 
ass beat, pretending to get your ass beat, by the way. How are you mad at this stuff? And then you look at his family. His family said, we're sticking up against the irresponsible media. That is a horrible lie in itself. While the media has its problems, at the end of the day, the media didn't just go ahead and say, hey, Smollett, why don't you just go ahead and get these people to pay and go on this whole anti-Trump rhetoric and, and look like you're being lynched and stuff. I don't see them doing that. This is something that came in his mind to do, and it went horribly wrong to the point where he's a laughing stock, but he also ruined, tarnished, if somebody actually was in a hate crime. So if this thing really happened, once again, where do we go from here? Because all you got to do is one incident where you cry wolf and things, you know, if things don't come together, like say like if I did an episode of this show and all of my stuff was wrong, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, uh, it's, it's all up to your interpretation and, um, you, you know, it, it's what you think of it. Blah, blah. No, I'm going to say I was wrong because I do get it wrong. I got it wrong on this, didn't I? <laughs> The truth is, it's like, when you when you really think about it, this peak racial divide that we have, it can all go away once we all start to atone for it. Now, I don't know if we'll ever forget, but we're going to have to forgive. And a long time ago, we, we should have forgiven ourselves for this stuff. But, you know, there's always going to be that special 10 to 15% that believes that their race is superior to other people. And they will do dangerous things to prove this point. There are a lot of sick deprived and ridiculous individuals out there who cannot handle the fact that they might be wrong about the way they go about doing things. Haven't you seen the way people jump into an ideal, uh, blah, 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 jump into an ideal, uh, ideology? Yeah, that's what I should say, ideology. Forgive me, man, you know, my, my voice is kind of acting up. But, like I said, those that jump into a mindset like this that they didn't get all the facts about, that they didn't ask questions on, that they did you know what that is? That's a cult. You're willingly following and going into that kind of stuff, probably unconsciously, but it's a comfort. You met all these people there. It's a comfort, you know? And you see, sometimes with me, I don't keep those that don't want to be kept, and I'm not afraid to throw people out of my life, especially if things are not coming together for me like anything, and I feel like this this relationship is unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? This coexistence is not, is not coming together. Something about this doesn't add up. You got to ask questions all the time, you know, and I'm not trying to be everybody's friend. Whereas a lot of people out there, they want to be everybody's friend. They want to fit in. They don't want to ask questions. Status quo is God to some of these people. But let me tell you something. Status quo is the construct that we have made sometimes by having too much ease or sometimes by not asking the right questions. And then comes a time where we just shirk our responsibilities. And that's why status quo is the way it is. You ever look around you and wonder why this is a problem. You really should start asking about it, no matter what the term or what the problem is. And then you start looking to some solutions and I don't mean temporary fixes. I mean, solutions. Temporary fixes is like when you put a bandaid on something, but you know that crap is infected and it still hurts you. No, no, no. You need to go get that checked. Big time. Like, if you got a rotten tooth and saying, oh, yeah, it won't hurt me much. But, you know, you staying up late in the night and that stuff is throbbing. Shutting all your stuff down and making you spit up all the time. I'll tell you from, I'll tell you from experience on that one. If you got one tooth that cracking up and stuff like that, you say, hey, go, hey, go hurt you. Yeah, it will. Get that out of you as soon as possible if you are going through that kind of stuff because I don't know what you all go through, but, you know, 
that's just the things you look into. But when it comes to these social problems and stuff, we as a society, we could have bounced back from a lot of this stuff years ago. But there's always something gumming up the works. And you can look at it from the political game. You can look at it from entertainment politics. Everything is politics when it comes to this. Take something simple and make it complicated. And it seems to be that way no matter how much of an adult that we all are becoming. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can get mad at the elder generation. While at the same time, you might have a valid point about what the elder generation has done to create this kind of stuff. But you also got to look into this. You're the people that are holding it down after these people go. So we got to figure out a way to get on top of things. And, you know, while I look at AOC's work, and I see that she has an idea... I mean, let's let's see where that idea goes. Even though she kind of destroyed the opportunities for newer jobs over there in Queens for uh, people in New York, you know, regarding the new Amazon headquarters and stuff. So I guess they're going to push that further out west somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Even though it said that she was saving money, even though it was money she never even had in the first place. You know what I mean? New York is always looking for big-time jobs to come in there so that they can have, you know, their money and, and stuff like that. But... Hey, is what it is. Some people think they're doing right, but they're doing a lot of wrong to get there. So that's why you need to ask questions. That's why you need to look into this kind of stuff. Don't side with anybody until, you know, you really got a grasp of all the facts. Just like the whole thing with the Captain Marvel movie. It's just a movie. At the end of the day, with all the flack and all the fan theories and all the fandom hate and all this stuff, it's just a damn movie. Based on a comic book character who went through so many changes and reinventions and all that kind of stuff. If you really think about it, Carol Danvers has like one of the most craziest existence in comics for a long time. And I mean, look her up. You probably know then. It's, it's insane that we put so much into this because see the symbolism and stuff like that, it gives you know, kids and, you know, teens, something that inspires them to go ahead and take that extra level. But you're going to have to realize this. You're here in your own right, you know what I mean? Just do the right thing that you consider the right thing to do. Oh, God. Never mind. Forget what I said. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Now, if you just remember all the costs and what the consequences are when you're fighting for the greater good. And the thing about it is you might be doing good in your one way, where somebody else like me will probably be asking you about a couple of things, could be a potential ally or a potential enemy, depending on the circumstances, because it really depends on the narrative. You know? And see, the thing about it is, Captain Marvel was kind of a feminist icon at one point, but there's a lot more to that character than what Brie Larson's throwing around. So just don't feed into that monster entirely. And then when you look at the people on YouTube, really pay attention to them. Because guess what? All that glitters isn't gold, and their poo stinks as much as yours and mine does at 9 in the morning. You feel me? We're all human. We're all humanly flawed. And everybody got to hang up on something. But don't let this movie be the reason. And then when it comes to Avengers Endgame, do what I do. Ignore all of that stuff. And just remember it's a movie. And then you can talk to your kids or, you know, grandkids and stuff like that about what it was like going to these films. They're events. You know? Oh, and another thing. uh, Going back into entertainment issues. R. Kelly is finally sentenced. 
<laughs> he gave himself up to the Chicago police today. And you know something? That's after more counts of him messing with minors again. You know, here's the thing, right? The documentary series aside, all this stuff that he's done aside, it's it's not good. The man did create some good music, but you really think about his personal life and all that kind of stuff. He had demons, and he went about fulfilling them. But the thing is, he had people helping him do these things. You know what I'm saying? Because some of them wanted to be stars, but the thing is, they knew he was messing with these young girls, man. You know, they, they knew this. And there's nothing right about it. I mean, once you start doing those kind of circumstances and you start saying, you know, oh, oh, well, he, he, um, he was going to make me famous and stuff like that. You already sold out. You're just guilty as him. But then you look at people defending the man, saying he ain't did all that stuff. And if he's found guilty on this stuff, it is, it's three to seven years for every, every one. So it's 10, it's 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, a class two felony involving four alleged victims. So nothing is, you know, sentenced yet, but he gave himself up. You know what I'm saying? And of course his, uh, attorney is saying he thinks all the women are lying. Uh, Mr. Kelly didn't speak to the media. He's scheduled to appear in court on Saturday for bail hearing. And of course, like Smollett, you know, he got out, he's walking free, but you see the thing about Smollett. Well, you know, not yet, not yet. But you see, the thing about arrangement is set for March 8th. But like I said before, when you see these kind of people, they're paying bonds and stuff, but they also got in trouble for doing these things. And see, Roger Stone, Roger Stone went ahead that extra mile to go ahead and post a picture of the judge with a bullseye on her. I'm like, really? How powerful do you think you are, man? You can get caught in get thrown in jail doing this stuff but that's just how stupid the world is well the people in the world you know it's just like come on man and then you look at r kelly like they could have got r kelly years ago for this stuff you understand what i'm saying so i don't know why they wait so late i don't know why like the situation is more messy than it needs to be you know, if he's a criminal, he did criminal charges, and there's an investigation present, and then they need to go about seeing exactly how to take him down. Of course, you know the label is going to get rid of him first, but hey, he still got some money, and they still got money. The Spotify still got still getting plays and stuff like that, and people were willingly going to him saying, "Abduct me." And then, of course, you know, you it's not just his allegations and stuff, even though he gave himself up. You also got the Michael Jackson issue, too, with that documentary. So, I got to defend the legacy of a dead man. You know, and finally, the estate is pressing charges against the three that produced that documentary. They said, oh, well, you know, this isn't to go ahead and throw snuff at, at, at Michael. This is to um speak about where do you go from here as a sex abuse victim. And it's like, what? They didn't even have a counter argument in that documentary. And at best, Michael is represented as the monster that allegedly did what he did to those boys. So, you know, like, the documentary is supposed to premiere in April on HBO. I want to watch it, but at the same time, I'm aware that this is just more to get more to get more money from that estate to make it look bad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Michael got cleared of his charges when he was alive. You understand what I'm saying? The whole thing was a circus. And it's just like, you know, I I just don't understand people, man. 
I mean, even it, it's hard to say because it's not good if he did it. It's bad enough that he's been, you know, it's bad enough that he's been hosed and trampled by people all the time based off of inconclusive evidence and finger pointing. And just trying to ruin his legacy. The man's a great musician. His personal life probably had demons in it too. But you wonder where I stand on the whole thing? Like, like I was years ago. I, I never believed Michael did any of that. You know? Especially when there's no counter-arguments in the documentary. So that just makes you wonder where it goes. And it's like, come on, man. But that's all it takes nowadays. Somebody to finger point you. Somebody to say that you did this. And you got to go through a lot of time and a lot of hell trying to defend yourself about it. And loaded questions thrown at you. Even if you answer them, you still look guilty as can be about it. Because they're not easy questions to answer. Because you never see yourself in the situation, right? But when the gravity weighs on you, and then all of a sudden you start feeling guilty, and then people have a way of manipulating you to make it, make you feel like you've actually committed an act. People are notorious for this. You know? And right now, you know, his um, attorney is saying that R. Kelly feels the guilt and stuff like that. He believes the women are lying, but he's also saying that, you know, he's doing it out of guilt and shame. But it's like, why would he have guilt and shame if he didn't do anything? You know what I'm saying? But like I also said before, you know, people can make you feel guilty about a lot of stuff. And it happens in advertisements all the time. Are you really a stinky, bloated piece of crap? Probably not. But if you see it on the advertisements and radio transcripts and stuff, you might start to feel that way if you're not mentally strong about it. This, this stuff is inconclusive and it's sad. I mean, they brought up John Wayne's 1971 interview where he spoke about like how he didn't feel like black people were ready to lead the country in any form. And not to mention the uh, massacring of the Indians to take their land and stuff. You know what I'm saying? He said it was more of a survival incident and people are debating on that this is like this is the documentary that got him in trouble years ago but the man's been dead for over 30 to 40 years so we can't get him now i mean maybe i could go over there as a groundskeeper you know and and probably dig him up and so you all can yell at him but he probably won't hear you because he's dusting a cowboy hat now in that coffin you know what i'm saying what the hell is wrong people really think about it that's kind of the gist of this episode but let's get to the main reason why, you know, why we have this episode today. You know, some of y'all left uh, some pretty interesting voicemails. So I'm going to play some right now. And, um, hey, enjoy. I just wanted to say you guys rock. I love hearing your podcast. Keep going. Thanks for thanks for the shows. Thanks for everything. Bye. All right, let's see what this next one is. Yeah, this is J360. Blah, 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 blah. I heard all your show plugs and everything. The Cyclone, the Mini Bites, which sounds delicious. If I went to maybe Schlossky's Deli and then, you know, they got the Cinnabon on the side where you can get Cinnabon items while you're getting delicious meats at Schlossky's Deli. I don't know why I'm plugging Schlossky's Deli. They did hook a brother up with some uh, slivers one time for free. Oh, by the way, I'm calling you voicemail because you put it out there on the interweb to use said number to leave voicemails for your shows. I don't know which one in particular 
that I'm leaving the voicemail for because you got so many goddamn shows. I'm trying to emulate you. I'm trying to be like you. And speaking of be like you, this is B Rob from the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. You like how I segue and did all that and tied all that together. Thirty-five what is that? That's what I do. I just make up shit as I go. But I wanted to drop some voicemails on you because I haven't did this in a while for anybody's show. I used to do it all the time on the H tag Blackout podcast. You do it on the Just in Time podcast, which I need to start getting into doing that again. And need to be on my show one time so we can uh, talk some shit. Or two times on the wrestling show so we can get that stuff together. You see, I'm channeling the, my inner Fuji's right now. Um, I'm going to just keep talking to the voicemail run out, which is approximately two minutes, I think, from the time that the phone actually picks up. And it's three minutes in total, including the voicemails. And all kind of stuff. I'm just giving you a voicemail education right now because I am the voicemail champion somewhat in my mind. I only came up with the voicemail champion because I'm sitting here watching Monday Night Raw. You got Mickey James and Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, if you're familiar with Nia Jax, she just sat her whole ass on Alexa Bliss's head, her face. And if you can imagine how tiny Alexa Bliss is in comparison to how big Nia Jax is, them cheeks engulfed that whole upper body of Alexa Bliss. And, you know, some I'm not going to talk too loud because, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, putting them groceries on my face, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, and then I'm, now I'm looking at Mickey James getting tossed around. She got her tights all wedged up in her butt cheeks. Um, what was I talking about? Sound like uh, your boy on Chicken Little. You ever seen that movie? That's a good movie. I used to watch it with my older two kids all the time when they were smaller. And Nia Jax is uh, doing a double Samoan drop right now on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught that in the background. The bell just rung. Nia Jax got a big old booty, but then again, she like two hundred, almost three hundred pounds. So by sheer weight alone, she would have a big old booty. Is this voicemail still going? Am I still going? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rob. <laughs> God, man. You know, I haven't seen Chicken Little before. I know it's on Netflix, so I gotta go ahead and look at that sometimes. Thanks for bringing that up. There's a lot of stuff in the Disney canon I need to look at. But, um, yeah, Nia Jax has a big old booty, but she does botch a lot of moves. And I just hope that Alexa is okay. And, you know, I think she is okay. I mean, that is kind of kind of a nice image, though. <laughs> but, you know, because of that, now I gotta put the little E next to this podcast episode. Th- thank you, Rob! <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey if any of you guys want to send some more messages in you know feel free to give me a call 240-903-1634 or leave a or leave an email j360productions at outlook.com and i'll happily play uh your friday feedbacks on like its own segment or even on parts of the jmn show or any other show i'm producing and, and what you got a problem with me doing multiple shows for? <laughs> Not like you don't have them, but you're my dude, Rob. And the same thing goes out to the first caller. He's a longtime listener, and I and I appreciate his um support. Matter of fact, I appreciate everybody in the Potter and family support. I, I didn't think this show would go as long as it does. And considering that I'm going to keep producing this as long as I'm breathing, you know, it, it's just a, been a fantastic journey. It has its ups and downs, but, you know, I'm just glad to make this stuff happen, you know, and I hope to have more guests. So those two methods that I told you earlier, you know, those are the ways that you can get on the J-Man show. Now for it to be on a certain episode, 
the deadline will always be a Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m., all right? So, you know, just go ahead and just call up and leave your voice message. I'm working on the idea of making the uh, making it live, so that's that's coming later. But right now, you know, I can just do voicemails. So, you know, just go ahead and get it out there for you, and this is the way we all become inclusive because, in a way, we're all part of a shared universe, right? Right. And speaking of which, I got to check out some wrestling shows again because Elimination Chamber was pretty good. Kofi Kingston may have a chance, I believe, he may have a chance to be the new champ. And he should be. That's history right there. He shows that he's a good singles performer, in addition to being a group performer. But, you know, I think I'm going to save that for uh, Rob's show. Matter of fact, it ain't going to be one time. It's going to be multiple times for a lot of y'all out there. If anyone out there in the pod fam's listening, you know, send me send me your voicemail numbers or anything. I will start visiting and calling your shows. But, hey, we're getting uh, getting close to the end game here. Oh, God, I said it again. We're getting closer to the end, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off from now. I want to thank everybody for coming in and listening to episode 89. In other words, you just pretty much had a J360 triple play this week. So, yeah, big thanks to all of you. And as far as I'm concerned right now, I want you all to take it easy. Don't lie like Josie Smollett. Keep yourself clean, unlike R. Kelly. And while you're at it, you know, just remember you're a part of the J360 Legion. All right? So this is Jay signing off. Peace.